Welcome to Ladder Talk Live, a podcast for leaders, thinkers, and future makers. Covering topics like personal branding, self-awareness, networking, fear, and career management. I'm your host, I'm Coach Polina. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Happy Wednesday, November 9th. Welcome to Ladder Talk Live. I'm your host, I'm Coach Walina, and I'm hoping that you're having an amazing week because we are, because we are building generational wealth this week. And each day we have been talking about how you can build generational wealth today. And we have a very special guest today um, who's going to talk to us about building a legacy for yourself and your family. So this episode is all about how you can build a legacy for yourself, for your family that will last long after you're gone. And it doesn't have to be complicated. So we're going to talk about what a legacy is, why it's important, as well as how to make sure your legacy is one you can be proud of. We have a very special guest today. Maisha Daniels has over 17 years in the financial services industry as a wealth manager and licensed life insurance agent. She's worked for one of the largest banking institutions in America, managing portfolios for clients from 500000 to $5 million, growing businesses through commercial credit and retirement planning through life insurance. Maisha is now bringing that expertise to her clients through her business, A1 Financial Consulting. She's passionate about wealth generation and leaving a legacy and firmly believes that we can create wealth through through financial education and using our God-given gifts and talents to create businesses. Welcome, Maisha. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you this morning? Good, good. How is your week? How How's life? All of the things. It's busy. Um, having two seniors right now, um, getting ready to graduate. It's all about senior activities. It's all about go, go, go. Mm. But overall in the business, everything is going great. And I'm just so happy to be here. Good. Well, we're happy to have you. How do you typically introduce yourself? Well, okay. So first, a very um, fun fact about me is I have a lot of children. So <laughs> I'm a mother of total 11. Um, I birthed eight, but um, we have a large family, but it, we love each other. We have such a fun time. And so outside of being a wife and a mother, I am also a businesswoman. So um, wealth and legacy is my passion. And I've educated myself about it over the last 18 years. And now I just want to bring that to the community because so many people don't don't know about it and how important mm -hmm. it is um, for their for themselves and for their legacy. Absolutely, we, we won't. So ele only eleven. Yes. <laughs> Are your husband and you ready to be empty nesters? Would you even know what to do with that? That's crazy. Actually, yes, we've come up with a plan. Travel. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what you talk about in bed as you're like imagine the day <laughs> yes absolutely travel is definitely on that list i want to go all over the world africa israel you name it so in the meantime in between time we do local travel but yes we have a plan <laughs> good 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 well you're you're building a legacy as we speak for your uh family for yourself and future generations yes is that right yes absolutely Yes. Yeah, so tell me about your current um, company. Tell us about A1 Financial. 
Yes, A1 Financial Consulting is, I'm a business consultant. So I'm a life insurance agent. So I sell, of course, term policies, whole policies. But besides all of that, I educate the community about the importance of having a policy or legacy planning materials in place. I do mm -hmm. group coaching to where like, life insurance agents, they struggle with trying to sell life insurance. And it's kind of a taboo, like who wants to talk about dying? Mm -hmm. But I actually give education on how it's much more than that. So like in life insurance, you can actually have it as another, like pretty much infinite banking, having a way to be able to fund your lifestyle, business, all of that out of a well-structured whole life insurance policy. So it's really just getting the information out there. I wrote a book um, through a personal experience. My paternal grandmother passed away in Chicago, Illinois, and we didn't have anything. Like we didn't know where her stuff was. I mean, my grandfather worked in a factory for over 50 years, um, purchased an apartment building, purchased their house. Like they had so many assets. Mm -hmm. And of course, over time, my grandfather passed first then my dad, and then my grandmother. And so she was kind of like the brains of the operation. So everything was kind of just like, what do we do now? Mm -hmm. So through A1 Financial Consulting, I wrote the book about how to pretty much document all your information, beneficiaries, so people can have a place to go to when that uneventful time does come. Mm. So right now, and, and I don't know if this is something you touch on in your book, but uh, there there was a lot of a lot of um, commentary about Chadwick Boseman and his passing, and unfortunately not yet having a trust in place. Yes, and um, what had been publicized, and I don't know how true or false this is, so I can't say it. It is true. I'm just saying what said you know what I right. read is that um, they split his his fortune into three ways. One quarter went to his, uh, one third, I should say, actually went to his family, his parents. Another third went to his wife. And the other third went to the government. <laughs> and you think to yourself, hey, man, you were not shooting in the gym with me. Wait, wait a minute. But it was because, again, allegedly, there was not a trust in place. And so how does that, are you familiar with that? Is that something you could talk about? Yes. So when a person passes without a will, um, it's called intestate. So that means they died without a will and they died without information of where they need to send their um, information or how their assets should be divided. So when it is in, it's called intestate. So that pretty much means the state can then come in and they decide how your properties and assets are distributed. Nobody really has control. So even if you're married, married, um, unless like on your bank accounts, you add a beneficiary, of course, yeah, for your bank account. But there's, of course, Chadwick Bozeman had, I'm assuming millions of dollars, property assets. And unless like a mortgage, if the wife wasn't on the mortgage, she has to go through like um, probate and all of that. The state decides that. So that's how his, his assets were divided because there was nothing stating a trust help has um, a tax advantages. It clearly dictates where, what should go, who it should go to. That is why it is so important. And the state has no, or the government has no control over that. Mm. So we've seen another uh, rapper just pass, unfortunately, take off. And they're young. We're, you know, we're seeing our people die so young, but I know a lot of times that's at the back of their mind. They're like, oh, I'm gonna live forever, you know, and I'm young, I feel good. And 
all the hard work that they put into growing their brand, putting their music out there, getting all of this stuff out there and then accumulating wealth, it's then left to the state. So yes, it is important. That's, I believe there's what, 331 million people in the United States. Out of 331 million, only 50 to 60% um, don't actually don't have a will. So 40 to 50% actually have a will created. Another 50 to 60% do not. And that's 133 million people that could potentially have their assets just up to the estate. And, and that happened, I don't know if you remember, years ago with Prince, <laughs> which was very surprising. When you're that level of success, you would think you would have somebody to tell you, A, you need to have something in writing. Yes. Especially when you're Prince at that caliber of success. So, and I think, yeah, I mean, way more people than you, than you would think. Uh, why, why do you think that is? It because can't be just that you think you're invincible. Right. No, I really believe it's taboo because you know how, you know, depending on where you're from, there's the, the taboo. If you talk about death, it's going to happen to you. Mm -hmm. There's so much misinformation. People don't like to think about it. They tech feel like they don't want to wish that upon themselves. Well, you're not. I mean, it is a, a fact of life that we are born into this world and one day we will pass away. Mm -hmm. And so like, even in my example, you know, I'm not a big celebrity, but we, me, my husband and I have accumulated assets. So with our 11 kids, we wouldn't want the state to come in and be like, oh, well, yeah, we'll just give them this amount. No, 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 no. We want to have it structured because, you know, in when that time does come, the kids are not crying and having to figure out everything. I mean, it is so much stress. It is such a burden because you're already hurting. You're in so much pain because you lost a loved one. Now add to the frustration of having to access funds, put them away. We see so many times the GoFundMe. It doesn't make any sense. So I think a lot of people are afraid to talk about it. Um, mm -hmm. They're influenced by taboo, depending on where you are. Like, oh, if I speak on it, this is going to happen. I'm speaking it on myself. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. It's all the wrong approach. It's actually being proactively planning and taking care of your legacy and actually what's going on in your life at this time. And there's benefit to it at every level. You don't have to be a trillionaire or a millionaire to, to need a trust. Even you and your $100,000 still yeah. need to have yeah. <laughs> something in writing to ensure that you don't add a child because the government is acting as if they're your third child. Man. You know? <laughs> Seriously. And they, they, they have their hands out. Like they want all the smoke. They're like, Give me my cut. And they're not so donating it to nobody. They're taking right. it all for themselves. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. There's yes. something that don't seem right about that, but that's a whole nother topic. Absolutely. Um, uh, but, okay, so what is some of the biggest misconceptions that you have experienced over your, you know, over decades of experience of doing this? What What is the biggest misconception when it comes to legacy preparation? Okay, absolutely. Um, one of the big things is people believe I can't afford it. Like uh, either I don't have enough wealth or it's going to cost me too much money to have these things set in place. Um, another big one is uh, they don't think it's going to happen to them. Oh, well, I'm married or I have my kids, so things are automatically going to go to my family. That is not correct. Um, 
as we see Chadwick Boseman, how his properties and his assets got divided in thirds, and he had a wife, she didn't accumulate or get all of that. The state got to decide who gets what, what goes where. So, and then it's not really expensive. Like, I'm not even going to be funny. You can literally go to LegalZoom and like draft up a will. Yes. <laughs> Notarized and call it a day. Absolutely. Because yeah. people are like, oh, I got to hire an attorney. I mean, you can, there's so many routes to do it. Literally in some states, I'm not sure in all 50 states, you can literally, that's why I created the book, because in some states you can actually just write it down. Like, here's my beneficiary. This is what I want. This is what I have. This is who I want to go sign it and notarize it. Like in my mm -hmm. book, I actually have a page where you can notar get it notarized mm -hmm. on what you want to do. So mm -hmm. it's not expensive. You can do it through a lawyer, legal Zoom, or through a documentation just written up, notarized with a witness showing that, hey, this is where I want my assets to go. Yeah. Don't don't leave it to chance. Absolutely. And then people are like, oh, well, I don't have enough assets. Well, if you have a mortgage, that's a huge asset. And if you don't have a trust or a way that makes sure that's properly handled, that too can go to the state. Have you guys, you've heard of auctions, right? Like, <laughs> like auctions, um, unclaimed property, like literally what if it's not put in the system correctly your property land can go for sale through auction for pennies on a dollar like seriously mm -hmm. you I, here in texas um it's a huge state we have a lot of land they have auctions and a lot of time these land five acres ten acres they can start start the bid at twelve hundred dollars when your grandparents your great grandparents have worked through slavery, worked hard, factories, whatever they've done to accumulate that over time, it's now gone to the state or gone to auctions for pennies on a dollar. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's why it's like, okay, I don't have enough money. Well, if you have money in the bank, you have a car, you have a mortgage, that's more than enough to go ahead and secure and make sure you've set up a trust, a will, or something that's set in place to make sure, you know, when you do pass away, your family, it stays in the family. It goes to your kids, mm -hmm. it goes to your husband, it goes to somebody that you love and care about and that your legacy can go forward. Now, can you tell us the difference between full life, half life, term life, all of the, the lives that, that are offered for insurance? <laughs> yes. Okay. So there's quite a few, but the most popular it's term, whole life. You have annuities, but that kind of goes that's more like retirement planning, but the main ones, there's mortgage protection, but it's also wrapped up in whole life. So the two main ones is term life. Term mm -hmm. life is where you get an insurance policy and it can be from anywhere from 10, 20 or 30 years. Mm -hmm. And just, let's just say, Hey, I want a term life policy. My kids are young. Um, they're in kindergarten and God forbid, you know, something happens to me during that time where they're still underage. And usually you can get a really large policy through term life for very small uh, monthly installments. So you can get like a $500,000 policy and depending on your, you know, your health and questions, you could pay it like $50, $75 a month, but that is good for 10, 20 or 30 years. Now, the only I wouldn't say downside, but a, ne a negative aspect to that is once it's over, 
That's it. So you put it pretty much paid for a risk or a chance. The insurance company is betting on, hey, you're going to outlive this and I'm just going to get the money for it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there are riders nowadays to where it's called return of premium. So um, it's a little bit more pricey because now it's like a savings account. You're paying the term policy. But at the end of the term, you haven't died. You can get your um, premiums back. So it's like a kind of a savings account in that way. But it does cost a little more. Okay. No, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> and then now you have whole life. So there's different types of whole life. There's the regular whole life insurance policy. It stays around until you could be up to, I believe, 99 years old. And then the idea is you want to get it while you're somewhat like healthier and younger. Now you could get it 30, 40, 50, just that price of your monthly premium changes a little bit because of course with age it's higher the risk mm-hmm. um, you get that policy sometimes you just pay to it into it for a certain length of time and then you don't have to make any more payments and that money is going into a cash value to where it accumulates interest you can borrow from it and then um you'll have that at the end of the time usually your um death benefit is a little bit is much smaller 25,000 50,000 75,000 because that's a guaranteed amount of money your family will get for whatever you paid 20 30 40 50 years ago mm-hmm. and then just to talk um add on to that where the infinite banking comes in where you can use life insurance for your life it's usually a um dividend paying whole life pro- pro- uh, policy to where you're Usually you could start with a nice lump sum of 2500 5000 10000 just depending on what you're comfortable with. And then you put that in there. The, the life insurance company is paying dividends to you. You have different riders that help boost up your premium payments. And then it's compounding interest. So I don't know if you've heard, like, is it better to get a million dollars or allow a penny to compound itself every day? And then when you take the two factors, a million dollars versus 30 days of a penny compounding, it's like $5 million versus the million dollars because of the power of compounding interest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's how that um, dividend paying whole life insurance policy works. As you're paying into the policy, you're getting dividend payments. It's earning interest anywhere, sometimes between four and 6% and it accumulates. So in seven years, depending on how much you've put in there, it can grow seven times. So from like 2,500 to $50,000, within that seven year time frame, depending on how it's structured. Mm. So then you can borrow from it if you want to get a car and it's like, hey, you know, I don't want to go to the bank. You know, you have to pay the bank interest and, you know, they they're going to be rich off of your money. You right. have a policy here to where you can $30,000, you take that cash, pay your uh, car off in full. And then of course you're paying yourself back. It's infinite banking being your own bank. You wanna be a good steward of your money and make those payments back. You're not only paying your policy back, you're also gaining the interest that the bank would have made, which Mm. rapidly upscales and speeds up your cash value growth. So there's a lot into it, but those are like the just simplistic basic types of life insurance. So we met at the Path to Prosperity conference a few weeks ago, and this was my first time being exposed to using life insurance, borrowing against the life insurance policy. I was like, wait, what? I don't understand. What y'all talking about? This sounds like a scam. What is this? You know, (laughs) tell me what is the risk of doing that? I have other questions, but what is the risk with doing that? Is there a risk? And if there's no risk, then why would everybody not know about this? Because Okay, so let me start with your first question. What is the risk? There is no risk. 
it's a life insurance policy. It's not a stock. It's not an investment. Um, it's not scaled against the S&P 500. It is a life insurance policy that is guaranteed by the life insurance company. Do you know that the life insurance companies have been around way longer than the Federal Reserve, longer than banks? The, the insurance, so you've heard of the big names, Disney, Rockefeller, even banks have endowment policies. So uh, the Catholic Church, Roman Catholic Church, on the parishioners, like instead of them paying their tithes, if they're a high earning uh, person in the church, in the Catholic Church, the church will put a policy on that person. And then the money that is, yes, the money depend. Now, I don't know, I'm not going to get on into the weeds on how it works, but I have studied, they will put the life insurance policy on that person. They have, they could do the borrowing and taking from it. And when that person passes away, the church has now whatever million dollars, $500,000, instead of taking their tithes or they take their tithes and pay the policy. Walt Disney did it. Um, he did um, infinite banking to where he put money into his own account. Um, I'm trying to think. So there's no risk because it's been around since the early 1800s. They haven't defaulted. They're not going anywhere. They have um, actuaries who, you know, make sure they're studying the lifespan, health. That's why you have to go through all those steps to get it because they're wanting to make sure they're getting the right people to be able to make money off of it. And then also be able to pay dividends and interest to your policy. Okay. So... Okay, so you can obviously create policies for other people. So let's say for your children, you can have a policy. For your parents, you can put take a policy out on your parents. I don't know if you can do it for your friends, but the way the Catholic Church is treating it, you might as well. Um, but <laughs> I'm I'm curious. Um, okay, so can you walk us through what the process is, if the, if there is a process? for the banking. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the answer to your second question really quick, why a lot of people don't know about it is because that takes money away from the banks. The mm -hmm. banks want to be able to get the interest. That's how banks are in business. They're business by lending money. So they take your deposits and then they, they pay like right, right now it's what, like 0 0.01 that you get in your savings account. Well, when they can take your $25,000 you put in the savings account and then lend it out for a mortgage. Right now, mortgage is what, 7.5%? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, a car, if you have bad credit, 14%. Mm -hmm. They're making all this money. So, of course, they're not going to want to educate and let everybody know about it. It's going to take from them. Right. But typically, the steps that are, you would hire a, li a life insurance agent that knows about infinite banking. Another reason why it's not, um, not all life insurance agents know about it is because it also takes money from the um, the insurance company. Because when a life insurance agent writes a policy, typically, depending on what type of policy they get, there's a nice size commission. The, the life insurance company gets a large commission. The agent gets a large commission. But with infinite banking, most of the money is going back to the policy holder. You are your own bank. You own a stake in that life insurance company. So not all life insurance companies are created equal. You have stock life insurance company, and then you have the mutual 
um, life insurance companies. The mutual life insurance companies, you that policy owner has like a invested interest. They have a part ownership in that life insurance company. But majority of that money, so if I were to write an infinite banking policy, instead of my commission being a larger amount, like two, three, four percent, that money is really going back to the policy owner to their policy, which gives me much, 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 much less um, commission. And so insurance companies don't want people to know that because it mm -hmm. takes money from their bottom line. Banks don't want right. people to know that because it takes money from them. So then in order to get a infinite banking policy, you get a licensed life insurance agent. There are some steps you do have to do blood and urine because they want to make sure it's a whole life policy that they're paying dividends into. So they want to make sure, you know, all your medical like diabetes, uh, cancer, all that kind of stuff. People can be denied because you're going through the same process. And then once you get your um, your labs back, then the uh, a, uh, the insurance policy will say, OK, yeah, we'll go ahead and take them on. And then once you get your policy, then you make your down payment. So you could do it as little as three hundred dollars a month making payments into it. Or a lot of business owners or people who understand the value of it pay, make larger deposits, five thousand, ten thousand. And then they make their monthly payments towards the premium that goes into the policy for you. And then it just grows. It just accumulates. And then once you've accumulated so much, you leave your money in there. So like, say if you're taking you, your policy has grown to fifty thousand. You're not withdrawing the fifty thousand. You're borrowing against it. So your money's still growing. You're still getting the dividends. You're still getting the interest. Mm. Then you borrow the thirty thousand to get your car or whatever while that money is still growing. And then you get what you have to get. And then you make your payments back to the policy, which shows in good faith to the insurance company. Okay, this is a good steward. We can trust them because you're borrowing their money. You're borrowing the life insurance company's money. Mm -hmm. So. It's just fantastic that they can have access to growing their money, having the dividends and the interest in there, and then it just continues to accumulate. So that's why a lot of times people or the, the big companies, a lot of people, insurance agencies don't really tell a lot about that because it takes away from their bottom line, but it wholly definitely supports the policy owner. That's a lot of information. <laughs> Um, is that something that you can only do in your state as a insurance agent or, or is that no. you can do state nationwide? You can do nationwide as long as you're licensed in that state. So like I'm licensed in 17 states, Texas, okay. of course, my home state, New Mexico, Arizona, California, Maryland, Kentucky, Nebraska. I'm in a lot of states because I have family in different states. And um, so as long as you're licensed in that state, you can do it. So if, if a person is watching this and is like, uh, she knows everything, I need to talk to her and figure out how this thing works, how can they reach out to you and work with you? Okay, yes. So I'm on all social media. On Instagram, I'm Maisha Daniels underscore biz, M-A-I-S-H-A-D-A-N-I-E-L-S underscore biz. You can message me there. You can reach out to me via email, a1financialconsult at gmail.com. That's A, the numerical number one, consult, C-O-N-S-U-L-T at gmail.com. And then I also have a line 972-515-9110. I'd be more than happy to answer questions or help you walk you through a little bit deeper or more because I know it can be like kind of a mind stretch of like, how does this really work? But when I tell you it's 100% legit, it is. Okay. So tell us about your book. Yes, I have a copy here. Yay. It's called In the Event I Die. 
And like I said, it was um, inspired because of losing my um, paternal grandmother, um, not knowing where things were, life insurance policies. So literally in the book, um, I have to where you can list your beneficiaries. You can, um, sorry, I'm scrolling through here, but literally list your information. If you have trust, um, who your executor of the state is. Um, and then on the businesses, land, property, all of that. Um, and then on one of the pages after the um, you list the beneficiary, I actually have a page where you could take it to a notary and get it notarized, which makes it, makes it official. So you have something. And it's a lot to reach to our community because it's a lot of our elder generation. You know, a lot of financial education and literacy was not given to a lot of our community back in the day. So they have that understanding. Oh, I, it's expensive. I need a lawyer. I can't afford it. Or I don't have enough assets. Mm -hmm. This book enough here is enough to pass on to your loved one, your beneficiary, just by filling out the information in this book. Mm. So um, literally it's an interactive book to where you can list. I have one for myself, even though I'm married, my husband doesn't know like my, my M1, my cat, um, what is it called? Stash, my passwords to that. Mm. I mean, I have stuff all over the place. So he was like, well, I know she banks here, but she also had things here, here, here. So he can right. go, God forbid. But when it does happen, he has a space to go, okay, I wrote it all out. The kids know what to do. He knows what to do. He knows where to get it. And if you don't trust it just being out, you can put it in the safe. You can get it into attorney. You can give it to your beneficiary. So they're like, okay, hey, when our loved one passes, this is where we go. This is her, her wishes. And it helps eliminate fighting, fussing. Oh, well, you know this. And no, grandmama said you had this. <laughs> right. Here's the book. She notarized it. She signed it. This is what we're going to do. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, that I love that. Creation. I love that. No longer, we no longer have the time or the luxury to wait. We're not that busy. No one is that busy. I don't care if you are the president. I don't care if you got the most um, the most lucrative business. You are still not too busy to plan for your future so that you can ensure that the things are taken care of appropriately for your own legacy, your own assets. Absolutely. So what are some final words that you'd like to leave us with? Definitely. Financial education is so key. Like you said, when we met at the Path to Prosperity Conference, we saw so many different people have financial health, physical health, and education of knowing how to get into business for themselves and create a legacy and create wealth in their lifetime. I am so big on that. Um, on my YouTube channel, I'm constantly giving tips about how to build your business credit, how to build your business. Um, I just did a video. My son just turned 18. I actually have a daughter, a daughter that's 18. So she's older. She's about to be 19. But I put her on my credit card when she was just 13 years old as an authorized signer. Her credit score when she was 18 and we applied for her city um, airlines card, her credit score was like a 712 and she got approved for a $5,000 limit. <laughs> I mean, but it starts, you have to give your kids an opportunity to get started in life, you know, without having to go through the struggles of not being educated about credit, not being educated about being able to start your own business. She also has like a bracelet business. She's my younger, my middle schooler is going to school selling like $50, $80 by these bracelets they made. But because they have a business mindset, they see mama at home creating businesses and teaching them and educating them. They're going out to do it. And that's normal to them. Yeah, I want that to be a normality in our community, um, black and brown, a community saying, hey, you can do it. You have a gift. 
You have a talent. Can you sing? Can you cook? Can you sew? You got Martha Stewart. You got Oprah. You got all these singers. Just have the faith and the mindset to go for it. Don't let anybody stop you. You be courageous and confident in yourself. And the sky's the limit. Yes, yes. I was just telling a friend of mine yesterday, in fact, I was like, you know, I don't have children myself, but I said, you should, uh, every summer, you should have your child create a business mm -hmm. and and put that business to work, create an LLC, do the thing, and teach them that that type of literacy when it comes to business. Yes. Uh, it's going to serve them, whether they become an entrepreneur or not. It's good that they understand the workings of that. And it's good for your applications for college and different things. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. um, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. I have learned a lot. I know everyone else has, has as well. Um, you mentioned a YouTube channel. Uh, can we follow you there as well? As, or is that also Maisha Daniels? Underscore? Maisha Daniels. Okay. That's me. That's my brand. And then for the book, if you'd like to purchase a book, you could go to intheeventidie.com and you could buy it right online and it'll be shipped to you. Perfect. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining. We'll definitely have to have you back for our part two because there's a lot of information that we didn't get to today, but I appreciate your time. Absolutely. I'd love to. And thank you so much for having me. Yes. Yes. So for the rest of y'all, we'll be back again tomorrow. And tomorrow's topic is how to invest in yourself as a way of building generational wealth. We will see you again tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern. Have a great rest of the day. Bye. <laughs> hey, thanks for watching the latest episode of Ladder Talk Live. That last episode was jam-packed full of information. I know I took a lot of notes. I hope you were able to do the same. If you find yourself at the end of this episode wondering how to get your career back on track, or if you need just a little bit of career clarity, make sure you go to coachwalina.com to sign up for your free complimentary career consultation. Let's get your career aligned to where you're looking to go next. Again, we're here to help everyday people live extraordinary lives. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and wherever you watch your podcast so you are in the know when new episodes launch and new opportunities to learn are available. I'll talk to you soon.